What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle call. Hey, behaves. <sighs> Ham for the holidays, John. Big week, everybody. Happy holidays. Official start of uh, of Hanukkah as we record this today. Sunday, yeah. I Happy light- Hanukkah, guy. Thank you. I gotta light some candles in here. Happy freaking Hanukkah. Gotta light them. Gotta light the menorah. Let the dreidel spin. I know. Do you have any dreidels in there? Um, I definitely have some. So- probably in the Hanukkah box with the candles near the menorah. What do you guys? What do you guys got cooking in there? Some hummus? Uh, actually, yes. Actually, yes. I think it's going to be a. Uh, I've got some uh, kebab for dinner. What do you I, think? I've had a lot e- of. Had a lot of hummus. T- today. What, what do you think is easier to draw? Mm. The double triangles, or the, just the cross? Both of them relatively easy to uh, construct. Yeah, I mean. I think the double triangle is a little more fun, right? Because you go whoop, 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 whoop. Maybe that, maybe that's what. That's why I always lean the double triangles. I haven't seen anybody do the 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 star of David on the eye black yet, though. You know, you get the cross eye like Tua does the cross eye black. I haven't well, seen. Well, M- Mike Thomas goes cross on one side. Only once. Why only one side? That's a great question. I don't know. Where's Where's the um. I don't really know. I, I don't really got who who we got in the league though. Uh, Weddle? I don't know. No. <laughs> Could Edelman do a couple oh, yeah, sweet triangles? Of course, Edelman <laughs> definitely. Well, Edelman, when they did the my my cleats my cause, his remember had the star of David on him because his cause was uh, the Israeli baseball league. Yeah, I, I think his would be funny if he did a couple. He's a he's a little badass. He had a uh, he had I wouldn't say the game winning because they just they won by touchdown but he had a game to go up with two-point conversion he's just might be my favorite jew athlete ever julian edelman wow he legitimately is one of my favorite football players ever just yeah. one of the most clutch and jewish from northern california you know had the jc guy college uh quarterback really stands for everything that kind of the american dream right and then you throw on he's jewish as well he went just, jc before kent state yeah, he had to go to like no, a, no. I think one of the one of the uh, community colleges around here. No offers. San no, no one City? wants a five eleven Jewish, you know, quarterback. 
Is he lefty too? No, I think he's righty. No, but when non-quarterbacks throw, you just, they look lefty. Yeah, as I'm like thinking about it in my head. You're right. It does. It looks a little weird. How about the uh, Sunday night, the Middlecoff Bowl on Sunday night football? I mean, Nagy Reed. Did you see that? I just was big, watching big, the background. Big low five and a hug. I saw Veach behind him. You know, Nagy used to throw bombs to Veach at Delaware in like '99. Sources say that Veach was like a four-three guy, just wow. little white, you know, version of like Tim Dwight. Remember Tim Dwight back in the day on the Chargers? Yeah, I remember Tim Dwight. Yeah, that was and Veach was like Veach was the FBS version. My sources always told me. He, Nagy yeah. Nagy actually had a pretty, you know, he still probably does. I mean, he does. I've seen him throw. Had a really good arm, just. Slow-footed, I think. Did you see the the uh, crazy kick return and like what, it looked like a Texas high school championship game or something where like three guys were running the wrong direction? Missed it. Oh, it was wild. It was like three guys. One guy crossed. There was like a double handoff on the kick return. But I was watching it thinking to end the game or just to like no, I think it was mid-game just a sweet play. Gotcha. And I almost tweeted because the one guy breaks right at the middle and then all his team. There's like this three other guys on his team are running with him. I almost tweeted, like, how many 4-4 guys does this team have? But then I didn't want you to tweet, like, those are clearly 4-9 guys. Do you not know how fast players are? So I didn't tweet anything. How many uh, How many games do they play at the highest level of high school seasons? 25? I mean, how, how's it still going? It's December 22nd, guy. I saw St. Thomas Aquinas was, like, national championship. Guy, I, I remember going to the gym, like, August 30th, and they were fucking playing De La Salle. It's, it's December 22nd. Does St. Thomas Aquinas just... Have 18 straight matchups. At Davis High, we played 10 games. <laughs> I guess yeah, I guess it's reason. a little different. Yeah. yeah. Well, they made that. They made the playoffs this yeah, year. Things are different now. But 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 I would say a good playoff high school team. I'd say what 13. Like to me, once you get to like 16, 17, that's a lot of games for high school kids. Jeez. Like if you told me that Bronny James and Dwayne Wade's team played 57 high school games, I'd believe you. Right. I mean, I think I saw where they're on television 22 times. Are they really? Through ESPN, yeah. ESPN I Plus. ESPN, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. I mean, I'd, I'd throw them on as well. Uh, before we get into anything here, did you see Cordero Patterson's uh, chain, by the way, just now? No, I did like I missed it. I missed it. It's like, not a uh, loose chain. It's like, it's not like Crab tucked tree? into his. No, yeah, not like Crabtree. It's like, <laughs> it's like tight around his neck. It's always weird when a guy like Crabtree, just a couple years ago, was making plays just out of the league, and he's just kind of quiet, not active on social media, so he just goes away. Wow. It's like poof. You know, when the loud guys, always it feels like, Jesus Christ, Des Bryant's going to be hanging on for like six years because he's just so loud and people retweet him. AB's the worst version, but he's also the best version of player, so it's a combination of them both. And he's not washed up. We're just Crabtree, just poof, he's gone. You know, it's like Anquan Bolden. Like, will Anquan Bolden ever be heard of again? I don't know. <laughs> he didn't talk that much when he played. Now he's just you, you, probably you five days a week on the golf course. Yeah, you couldn't pay. Like, if if Hayward Middlecoff wanted to get Anquan on for an interview, it it would probably be easier to get a fucking hold of Trump like, than hey, it would like Anquan. A guy like Anquan. We, we'd love to get. We'd love to start a weekly with you. <laughs> Four thirty every Tuesday, Anquan. Well, he'd probably no. be like, don't even waste your time. I don't even watch. 500 bucks a hit. Uh, before we move any further, John, and tell the people that while we're making fun of it, we're all gonna, we are going to be doing some radio Thursday and Friday. 
This podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. The promo code is HAM and then the number one. HAM and the numeral one at MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Think of what we got this week, guy. We got bowl games. I think they start really kind of kicking up around Christmas Eve. We got a ton of NFL games this weekend. The biggest. Uh, It's not up yet as we're recording this on MyBookie.ag, but I, I did see it get tweeted that the Niners are going to be favored in this game. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a ledge early. I, I think the Niners win this game. Now I'm factoring in the Seattle Seahawks lost 17,000 players today. Turns out their left tackle, their running back, Pete Carroll might have to have emergency surgery. They, they got issues. Uh, I like the Niners in that game. Up north, Sunday night football. Promo code HAM1. Get yourself a little 50% bonus. Y- you want to dabble? We got NCAA basketball. You got NBA basketball. You can get some golf futures. I kind of like Tiger to win the Masters. The problem is, so do the bookies, and that's why the odds aren't that great. But he is hot right now. And just anything you want to gamble on, mybookie.ag, that's where I was going to say that's where I gamble a lot. It's where I've spent a lot of money because I've lost a decent amount. But I, I'm going to get hot here come uh, come the holiday season. Live in-game betting on every NFL game, too, which is... Uh, that's, that's risky. Gonna, that, <laughs> it's also critical week 17 when uh, there's not a whole lot to... When there's almost every game is a... 10 a.m. Pacific game, except for that, three. Good, good, good point. So, good point. Just something to be aware of. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. I was uh, locked in last night on the uh, Kyle Shanahan uh, uh, post-game periscope, John. I didn't watch the Niner game until today, and uh, boy, it was a thriller. But uh, I watched the periscope. I saw a lot of a lot of uh, Niners talk, promo code HAM uh messages in there you were you were deep in the weeds on the uh, niner periscope well it was just the saturday night uh it was averaging about 1.5 thousand views a second so i'm like you know bob lang i'm coming on through and uh like you said earlier we'll be on canbr you know we're not big into terrestrial radio anymore but sources said that you and i will be talking to kyle shanahan on thursday uh and we'll also be pumping out pods for the christmas week at least that's the plan as of as of recording this. Yeah, we'll be on two. To, what is it? Two to two to six on Thursday and Friday. Is that right? Two to six. Yep. On uh, on KMBR. So I think Steve Kirk. Do we get the? Yeah. Did you see? Steve, did there was a Stanford who played at Chase Center? Four to, or four games at Stanford. I mean, at was Chase. Cal, was Cal BC or one? Yeah, Cal, Boston College, Stanford, San Diego. Uh, Nevada St. Mary's and Arizona St. John's. You see who was sitting in the stands? I'm, I'm guessing Steve. No, and I didn't. Iguodala, Steve and Iguodala just by oh, really? themselves. The Arizona well, I, game? Did, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Kind of like the uh, the Rams. Really, you missed. You were working. I mean, I don't blame you. I'm making some cash. Uh, yeah, your hair game was strong on FS1. I yeah, think thank you, you went. I, was, I think you went extra gel. And I don't clearly, use gel. There's no gel. Yeah, you, but you, whatever the fuck you use, you went extra for you know FS1. I did smart move. It, that picture you took made it look wetter than it actually was. Now while it's not I, wet I'd at say all, it's actually FS1 now feels. I, I'd argue FS1 now feels like bigger than ESPN too. Your problem was you you were you were up against the Niners Rams, which was also being NFL Network and NBC. And the game, was, the game was sweet. And I think we probably you know, split the audience, don't you think? Yeah, you were also you did a game before that. The Pats Bills game was fantastic. It was awesome for the people that watched that game. 
but some yeah. people watch <laughs> yeah. the basketball games. Uh, a lot of people watch these games, guys. The, the, the NFL <laughs> had one of the great, truly great muscle flexes on su- Saturday. Sunday was really pretty difficult to watch. All right, you know? so I agree with you. Can I ask you a question? Who called the game on NBC? Uh, I don't know. I just saw that it was also playing there. I think it was just simulcast. I think it was just not Fox. It had to be on Fox. No, it was on NBC. Well, it was Tari- this- it was it was Tarico oh, and okay. someone. Well, yeah, the Fox- it was an NBC broadcast. Yeah, yeah, well, because I recorded. I didn't realize I recorded the Fox. Bro- I recorded the NFL Network broadcast. It turned out I just went on my DVR recorded who, the game. And who and who was it? That was Burkhart and Charles Davis. I assumed that game was also on Fox, but I didn't realize the game was on NBC on Saturday. The Niners game we're talking about. So here, maybe right? maybe the game was. I didn't look at NBC because it was when I went to my DVR. It was also on NBC, but those guys wouldn't have called that game on NBC, right? Correct. I thought because it, I, I did too. I thought it was going to be on Fox too. And then John Lund tweets out Fox. Everyone responds, you're wrong, NBC. So I just look at the guide because I had been watching NFL Network all day because the other two games, Jameis's four picks while also playing a good game, and then Brady's game were on NFL Network. So I just thought all the games were you on NFL right Network. Yeah. But, yeah, but then when I viewed around, it was also on NBC, but it doesn't matter because I never clicked over there. Gotcha. Yeah, I, for people that pay attention to sports and TV, I had no idea that that game was on NBC. Burkhart and Charles Davis got a pretty good back-to-back because they got – or I guess it was two weeks ago now, the Re- the 49ers Saints game, then they got this game. They've got some pretty well, they good did Niners, Niners. They did Niners Ravens too. Fuck. So they've had what? Basically three of the last four weeks. They've had a good little run. I mean, someone tweeted at me yesterday, like, serious question. Do you think the Niners have played in three or four of the best games of the year? I'd say, yeah, it feels like it's right up there. So right? let's talk about this. What was that? You felt like that. I didn't watching it today, which is different than watching it live in terms of just you know the ebbs and flows and the emotion of it. I had a lot of ease running through me, so I mean I'm just <laughs> going to be in, living in hyperbole probably. I didn't think that game was as good as either. I thought Saints Ravens Niners Saints. I'm uh, sorry, those Saints and Ravens games I thought were neck and neck. That game was not on that level to me. The Rams game was not. On I'd the say level the one big curveball. To make like a truly great game is like part of Clay's 10 three-pointers in game six is against OKC. So those two games, the Ravens clinched the one seed. The Saints dominated today against a good Titans team. And they're destined to be a bye team. Those te- The Rams are missing the playoffs. I, I think that if, if I would have told you the Rams were also had 12 wins, like let's say the Rams had been Seattle and we're an 11 or 12 win team. I think we would have looked at that game differently when they were 8 and 6, who a weird 8 and 6 team because you watch them and you go, god, if Todd Gurley was still good, they would have weapons all over the freaking field. I mean, Robert Woods is good, Higby's good, Cooper Cup's good. Uh just every dude that they throw to feels good. It's just Gurley kind of stinks. I watched and then they got Aaron Donald, they got Jalen Rams. I mean, they got star players and the star coach but I, I'm with you. I would lean those games were were better. The, I also think a factor in this is when you have standalone games, they, they just they feel exponentially bigger. So that, that game was probably aided by, if that had been 1 o'clock on a Sunday, I don't think it would have felt the same as being a sun, Saturday night, the equivalent of just Sunday night or Monday night football. Levi's has kind of had a little 
Renaissance feels like it's alive a little bit. How did you just totally, watch it? Uh, Fucking pull. Yeah, no doubt. Resurrection. Uh, well, re- it's got a. It's just. It's has not it ever, a resurrection. Ever, it's a surrection. Yeah, it just kind of started. It's had. A, it's had a good. It's it had it's, like okay, this place is is, is a is is a resurrection just a erection resurrected? Is it the erection of? Yeah, but if I get an erection, if I've had 7,000 erections... They're all resurrections. Yeah, so (laughs) I I would say... I I also... Wouldn't you say that... The other thing is, like, to the eyes, have the Rams somewhat been resurrected? Because for most of our life, the Rams have been a laughingstock. Like, they had a little run with the greatest show on turf, but that was also in St. Louis. I don't view the Rams quite like Seattle, definitely not like New Orleans... Even the Ravens, I mean, that feels like you're playing one of the, you know, if you look at it in college football terms, like you're playing in Alabama, you're playing in LSU, you're playing in Ohio State. Doesn't, don't the Rams kind of feel like a, who's kind of like a sexy new team to the mix? It'd be like a Texas A&M. Like they're cool. Like it's on their good years, it's big, but it's like, let's, let's see if they can have like a seven year run of being relevant. I would say they're relevant this year, though. This counts as relevant, not playoff. Yeah, they've had, they've had a three-year run now yeah. with McVay where you think, but let's, can they, if McVay can do this for like seven, eight years, like you can really build in. I don't view it as a rivalry, though it's kind of, it's heading that way, and it's like they've had some good games, but it, it feels, a, force is the wrong word because they've played in the division for a while, but if, if for the last 10 years or however long this division's been constituted, whenever they did the realignment, like late 90s, early 2000s or whatever, if they had been in L.A. the entire time, I think we would view this matchup a little bit bigger. Like, don't you think that's why the Seattle Niners, it just fits so perfectly, was like, geographically, they're just right there, kind of similar cities, Carbaugh, Pete, the teams were both, it just kind of worked. It was like, wow, this is a, this fits, this works. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you couldn't even, it just... And the games, just, just so many big games, one after another. Yeah, it just felt another. perfect. But wouldn't couldn't you argue that like, I think the Saints and Niners got a little something cooking, just over the last decade. They've played and played some big games for sure. It, honestly, whenever the Niners play the Packers, you just a little nostalgic. You're like, God, oh, this this feels a little bit like these two teams on the same field. I just don't quite feel that way with the Rams. But I, having McVay there and even Goff help. Yeah, I I, I think that can germinate into a into an erect flower also just the uh i think i think it's just there's a lot of characters that like the just when you play the packers everything's different but aaron Rodgers is there um i think the thing with the rams is is not just that it's mcveigh and golf but aaron donald specifically feels like such a big part of the whole thing just because he is just a game wrecker you know the character i like added in is Jalen Ramsey just because he never shuts up? It's like I people are like oh, I'm so tired of Jalen. I'm like fuck. I could use like four more of this guy on the field. This guy adds a little juice, a to little the game. Legion of Bloom flavor. But even yeah, I, he's like a like a dumber version of because he's talking. It's like Jalen, what the fuck are you even talking about? He's like a dumber version of some of those guys, but he's really good. He is good. I mean that pick he made where it's like God damn. You see that guy flying through the air. How tall he is it was incredible <laughs> he's huge <laughs> you know it's like would well, you blame them for going in theory if you could have upgraded him for like an equal cost marcus peters given what they paid they paid a lot for that guy like that that was to me the bigger moment than the niners winning yesterday which it mattered now technically with seattle and we'll dive in later 
they could have lost that game and been fine. To me, where it matters is you knock this team out of the playoffs who is going to just use Seattle and them are going to matter for a while. They traded multiple ones and a two for, or they just traded two ones for that guy. It was the Houston that traded two ones and a two for Laramie. They just traded two ones for Jalen. But that's a lot for a team that's not going to the playoffs. When you make that double one pick, I would say anything less than a playoff berth that year is pretty gut-punching, like just shitty. I don't even know if those words all together in a sequence make sense, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, uh, I do. and, and I Don't you feel a little good? Like, we I, just knocked you guys out of the playoffs and you just traded a 2-1 for that guy? For sure. And who the other who is good? Is like, yeah, he's good, but... We just saw him blow up a situation in Jacksonville. Now, as it turns out, Jacksonville is a situation that should have blown up. Um, but you, I do just wonder, like, he dealt with, they had some adversity in the loss, the issue with Taylor Rapp. And, uh, well, did you I see the thing that he tweeted? I don't think – who did? Well, he didn't tweet it, but it just – His video. I tweeted it. His postgame? Yeah. Yeah, and so my point is, like, kind of like Taylor Taylor Rapp's an organization at a point where it's not everything is – it's not like everything's going great for you guys. And I'm not – from my perspective, I think they're in good shape. If this is your down year, if you're the Rams, that's pretty good. But – so now you've got this guy. You traded two ones for him. Is he going to be on the team in three years when you get a first-round pick again? Or if you guys go 8-8 eight eight again next year, is he just a pain in the ass again? And are you tired of him? Because – I know in Jacksonville, uh, aren't you, like, you kind of stuck with them though? Like what? Well, but yeah, I'm just saying, like it's not the, the the simplest way to say it. You didn't trade two ones for a pristine kind of locker room guy. Yeah, like Khalil. So honestly, that's, yeah. Well, like he's crushing Taylor Rapp. I, isn't there a balance to this? The Niners hit that play and and basically cement the win. Where it's one of the crazier plays of the last like half decade. Jimmy hitting that shot. And it was actually, it preceded a play that was like one of defining Jimmy play so far, the Kendrick Bourne play. Yeah. But when you hit that play and you realize the epic fuck up of Taylor Rapp, but Jalen kind of lollygagged too. The first thought I had is like, is Jalen going to say something after the game? But here, that Taylor Rapp is not like some random guy Haberman they just signed and you're going to have a new safety. They drafted that guy, what, in the second round? Yeah. He's going to be a starter for them for... But those two are going to stand on the same side or move around together for a long time. Like, it's you know more about Taylor Rapp than me. I, I always assume, like, high character, good high player. High high-level guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be thinking, this guy's crushing me. And again, where do you fall on Taylor Rapp fucks up? So do you just have to bite the bullet for being a good teammate? Or are you allowed to say, well, I thought he was going to be behind me, and he wasn't? Because he did, remember Reggie Cobb, we used to make fun of the guys going, pointing at other people and... Jalen immediately, <laughs> again, but he's not wrong. Like, where was that guy? Because Kevin Burkhardt has a great call. He's like, Jimmy lets it. He's wide open. Yeah. He sees as he's following the ball yep. in the air. Because uh, you know, when Jimmy lets it fly, your kind of heart drops like, oh, my God, is this going to get picked up? And then when he says, he's got Sanders wide open, you're like, oh, my fucking God. I don't, I don't think a player – in that situation, I didn't have like when you're just stating facts. I guess you could argue you're stating facts, but the way you say things. Uh, but he's can, a little, you know, kind of contentious. It's just his. Yeah, vibe. but my, what I was going to say is that's a situation. Where I, I would let the coach explain that. We just didn't make the play. To me, but whatever. I mean, I, a lot of that is based, I think, on what kind of do you have the relationship where the other guy's like, yeah, what he said was totally accurate. That's exactly what happened on that play. You know, 
Maybe him and Taylor. Like, I, if I were to play devil's advocate, and I'm not actually even, it doesn't even feel authentic, but what if they're tight and it's just like, yeah, not what he said. That's what happened. Well, I mean, just I put know. yourself I, in Taylor Rapp's situation. Jalen Ramsey is widely considered like a top 10 player in the league, right? And you're just a rookie. So what, what do you, even if you are kind of tight, you're just in a weird spot. Like you just kind of take it no matter what he wants to say. And then if you are friends or even somewhat just kind of like him, he's not wrong. So you really, in defensive guys, I think handle it typically a little better than offensive guys. Like, yeah, we fucked up. Kind of my, my thoughts on Jalen Ramsey are not based on what he said post game, more so just all the stuff we heard coming out of Jacksonville. Now, again, the counter to that would be well, Jacksonville's an F situation, so well, we'll look, just have to he, let it play out. But the point he did make is, multiple huge plays in that game. He had a pick. He caused another pick. Yeah. Like he's he's a great player. No, but no he also was a part of the play that cost him their season. Yeah, I mean, it was a tie game. They weren't going to the Super Bowl. It was a tie game. That's the other crazy part. You're right. Yeah. It, um, to me, it would have been one thing if they were winning. It just was tight. Yeah, it was just – it was a crazy play. For as many crazy plays that were in the game, that play alone, to me, defined the – like, that was the defining if, play of the game. Here's a question for you. If he were still on the Jags, what what would happen right now, like, this offseason? Would he get traded for less, for more, not get traded at all because it's new management? If the Jags, if if Shaq, yeah, we I think he'd just get the he'd get like Khalil Mack type, you know, going in his fifth year option, get traded for a couple ones, and probably he'd extend. still get two ones. If he had just done what he's doing, like if the yeah. Rams wanted to trade him this offseason, could they get a one for him? Could they yes. get two ones back? Uh, not a one, two ones. I wouldn't say. I'd say it's not a lock. Could they get a one or two is. though? Yes. That. Yeah. Um. What could the Niners get for George Kittle? Oh, my God. How about Ross Dwelly, who's, like, taking on the Kittle kind of post-play personality? When's the last time, beside, like, Hernandez and Gronk, you had more faith in, like, a backup tight end? You're like, oh, Dwelly's going to catch that. Like, there was one (laughs) throw. I was like, oh, Dwelly's got this. And boom, catches it in midair. You're like, fucking Dwelly. The name Dwelly just sounds reliable, (laughs) doesn't it? Yeah, it's just like... Who's Dwelly? He's just a backup tight end when we need in goal line situations yeah. or a tough catch when Kittle's got to be a decoy. Honey, honey, welcome home from school. Who's your teacher? Oh, I got Mr. Dwelly. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> Is there any doubt in your mind if the Niners cut Dwelly tomorrow, the first couple teams that would be interested would be the Patriots in Seattle? They just feel like a Ross Dwelly plan for them. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you told me Russ Wilson throws a touchdown to the, the Seattle Seahawks leading uh, – Receptor in 2021 is Ross Dwelly with 72 catches and 11 touchdowns. Or Jared Stidham and Belichick and Steve Belichick, the co-head coach, lead an MVP charge with Ross Dwelly catching 93 passes. Dwelly and Disley. That'd be a good combo. (laughs) I can see The other guy, I mean, Marcel Harris, to have that near interception drop, which... I watched. I kind of did the rewind on the DVR three or four times when they show the the angle from the backside, and you can see just like well, you can coming. see two other DBs right there in slow mo. You can see everybody. You can see there. You can see Bortles almost falls over. Uh, you can see Wade Phil, uh, Wade Phillips. Yeah, Wade Phillips. Well, DC. I don't, I don't know why froze <laughs> on his name, uh, but you can see all, everybody in slow mo, and then you know catches look easy in slow mo. But then he comes back and makes a huge tackle. 
to keep it at a three, what would then it come, turns into a field goal. And then, you know, the game's tied B- big play. And he had the forced fumble on, or he had the fumble, uh, on, uh, Lamar Jackson. What do you think I mean, the thought, the, the split second thought when a DB is breaking on a ball that is going to be picked as long as they catch it, like in their mind, like this motherfucker's going to the crib. Is that what he's thinking? Like as he's running or is like, is he thinking super like just catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball. It's coming to you. Or is he thinking just, you're not even thinking you're just playing. Cause I, I was such a bad athlete. I even in pickup football, like, I was never picking. I think the off. second before it hits your hands, you think <laughs> I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Hero. <laughs> I'm getting the sweet parking spot this week. You know, because some yep. teams, like if you if you get the game ball, you get the parking spot for the week. Yeah, you're right. Game ball. <laughs> yeah. Marcel definitely. fucking Harris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's because it would have been. I don't know if he scores, but he's definitely getting some yak, right? Because he had some open room to kind of run. Because in something like that. Like with Fred Warner's pick six, for example, that's one of those where it happened so fast. I don't even think Fred's thinking about like game ball, pick six. Now, once you pick it off, how about Fred Warner when he picks it off? His next five or six steps almost hit the ground. Like he's kind of having to gather himself, and he did. And then he kind of gets himself and boasts right there. That beside, would you say, the Jimmy play to – to Emmanuel Sanders was the play of the game. Fred Warner pick six. Yes. I think they won. I mean, here's breaking news. I think they won the game because of that play. Like, if the Fred he doesn't Warner make pick that, six. Even if he doesn't score a touchdown, are they? Are we sure they, they win the game? They took They took the lead on that play, didn't they? They did. Right. It was, what, a couple minutes before the half? I mean, I don't know what their record is, guy. I, I tweeted this out last night. When they fall down double digits, now it's, you know, happened in two games, maybe three. I mean, it's happened in a, the Seattle game, the Saints game, and then this game, that I maybe one other game, but I don't think so. Double digits. They score on their next drive 100% of the time. Middle cough analytics right there. I don't even have that verified, but it feels like. Because do they ever fall down double digits and then go three and out on their next drive? Every time they drive right down the field and score a touchdown. It is because you're like, oh, my God, this could get away. But it never does because they just score a touchdown. And then you're like, oh, we're good. We're just down a field goal. <laughs> you know, it's, it's when you watch most football, even like good teams, when they just have their off day, sometimes you, just, you fall down 20. Now, as we've discovered this year, the final score ends up being a four-point game. But you're like, yeah, we kind of got our ass kicked. That, right. that never happens to the Niners. That, the 11-point lead never turns into the 18-point lead. It always just siphons right back to the four-point lead or three-point lead every time. It's like clockwork. It's like, oh, they're going to... But but inside, when you're watching it live, you're like, God, are, they, are we sure they're going to move the ball here? And then bang, bang, boom, touchdown. Bang. I know. That's, you know, they uh, when they start hitting those screens for 17 yards or a Debo sweep, Debo Samuel sweep play, I mean, he makes some sweep plays too. I... I thought we'll get to Jimmy. I thought he was better than his numbers. Uh, I guess we could talk a little before we get to Jimmy and golf. I thought, you know, what I thought was good was Bosa. Yeah. He, he, uh, the other 97 had a tackle before him. I'm, I don't remember the guy's name. Fo- his last name is Fox or something. Yeah. He Fox, had a sweet, yeah. Guy, he had a sweet sack. You're like, God, well, that guy looks awesome. When it rained, it poured. 
<laughs> for that D-line. Like, they just started busting holes in that offense. Jimmy was holding the ball a little bit, but that's what Jimmy makes plays that way. Um, I was going to give the Rams one thing. Yeah. When you have a good defensive lineman in that uni, you do look pretty sweet. Maybe you just look really fast. I something about that uni because their their skill guys oh, always that, look cool. That specific uniform, yeah. I don't know because you notice like maybe it's just we grew up on the Kurt Warner. Like that's the when I think the Rams good teams. Like that's the first team I think of. Yeah, I don't like the white. I want the black. I want the. I want that team's unis back with the yellow. You didn't like their unis. They're fine, but I like the ones that are the ones that like the helmet, the yellow on the helmet, not the white. Do you think McVeigh's a pretty disciplined eater? I'm gonna guess yes. Yeah, like he's not eating too many like shakes and stuff. Protein shakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean like he ain't eating candy and like snacking on stuff. He, he does not hit the Starburst bowl at the secretary's desk. So if you had to guess, like his snack bowl is just like uh, non-salted almonds, garbanzo beans, yeah, something like that. Like God, you're such a so boring. <laughs> and, and it's like nine, nine almonds. <laughs> yeah, not like non-salted cashews. You get the barbecue flavor? Oh, th- there is a little far- Have you ever stopped at that farm stand um, on the way to Davis between Vacaville and Davis? Anyone that's in Northern California? There's I'm a farm man. stand there, and they've got, I'm sure that you can get them in a lot of farm stands, but they've got 45 different flavors of flavored like almonds. Game changers. You want espresso? You got espresso almonds. They got, you know. Hot, spicy, chili almonds. They got and everything in between. I mean, they got really sweet ones. They got hot ones. They got spicy ones. They got salty ones. It's fantastic. How much for a bag? Now that I think about it, probably like, I'm guessing eight fifty or something like that. I might be I'd able to, be, that, that might be little, what every everybody in my family's getting for Hanukkah on Monday when I hit that on the drive to Davis. Smart move. Like when I look at Kyle, I just view a guy who's just got good genetics, but his diet is just. Normal person diet. I'm not saying he's unhealthy, but like, if you told me like last night Kyle had like two burgers or and like four beers, I'd believe you. I think McVeigh he definitely drinks a little bit. I've seen him drinking, and I know he's just kind of social. But I think his diet is like compared to Kyle is light years different. Would you agree with that one? Yeah, I would bet Kyle is more just just genetically, like you said, skinny, just naturally skinny. And, and I I would imagine some of his skinniness goes on just a typical day, like tomorrow. Kyle will like kind of come to at like five in the afternoon and be like, Oh my God, I haven't eaten anything all day. You know? <laughs> and you'll just look up at his whiteboard and him and McDaniels and Lou Flores brother. It'll be like, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, what's the movie with Matt Damon and, uh, Robin Williams. Oh, and Aflac, you know, the fucking movie in Boston. Uh, yeah. How do you, you know, like Parker the Car and Harvard, Yeah, <laughs> just just a whole whiteboard of just plays against Pete Carroll's defense, and uh, yeah, that's that's Kyle. But it's Good like, if, it, yeah, if you would have given Kyle like a Philly cheesesteak at lunch, he would have eaten it. He just not even thinking about it, you know. Saul Saul is probably Goodwill hunting. Little, yeah, Goodwill, Goodwill hunting. hunting. Saul is probably a little more protein only. Um, what do we think of the night? Like, part of this is just. Watch. I think a big part of the Niners is you watch them and you say, "Can I see this team winning the Super Bowl?" So, did you say that to yourself when you're watching the game on Saturday? Uh, I, I've already had that thought, so it was more just like, "Are they going to pull?" I was just kind of living in the moment in the game. Like I, I've already come to grips with if they're healthy, they can win the Super Bowl. I know. I'm not saying. If, I'm saying if they're this this version, this is as healthy as they get. The one we're watching right now. 
Yeah. I mean, I where I ebb and flow more is like the change of the challenge. Just watching the Saints the last couple of weeks, they are, for, to beat them twice, whether it's in Levi's or in New Orleans, going to be a mother. And then, if you're listening to this on Monday, I'm, you do a little scouting. We're putting it out on Monday, aren't we? Yeah. If you're, so you're listening to this on Monday. The Monday night game is... Yeah, I mean, it, it would if the Niners win or lose, and they win, you know, if, if they lost and had to play an NFC East team, there's a decent chance they're playing the Vikings or the Packers in the second round. So now we've already seen them play the Packers. I think the Vikings are kind of fascinating. Dalvin Cook's missing. I'm just saying, like, I think the Niners can win the Super Bowl. I thought that before the Rams game. It's more just gauging over who they have to play. Like, I I don't look at Seattle the same. They lost fucking Dwayne Brown, their starting left tackle, and Chris Carson. Probably their most important offensive guy, non-quarterback on their team. That's Chris Carson was definitely a thousand-yard runner before today. I mean, it's those are devastating losses. Like I, I don't view Seattle. How does Seattle do it, guy? They're, they're screwed. I, I just seeing Pete Carroll's face on just some of these pictures, you know, still shots of his press conference. I think he looks a little shell shocked. It's so, one thing to lose the game; it's another to lose your players. I think they're going to win too, but I will say this: How have by, like they've been doing it with lesser talent for a while, but they've still had Chris Carson the whole time. No, guy. I know, I know. I'm just saying they've been doing it with less talent already. I mean, he has 1,200 yards Russell and seven Wilson. touchdowns. I mean, that's how do you replace that? How have they replaced all the guys they've replaced over the last? Well, Rashad years? Penny just tore his ACL. Dwayne Brown, like they're. They're missing now multiple starters offensive line. I'm not arguing they, for them. I'm just saying I I, I, I think they've got to the point of just no re- – I think diminishing returns, like they're at that point. Where now it's like – I just know they have Russell Wilson. That's the part that scares me with them. I would tend to agree. I mean, I don't tend to. I mean, obviously, I agree with you there. But yeah. I would say just watching not all his fault – I'm not even trying to make excuses or not excuses. Today against the Arizona Cardinals, after about the first quarter, I was like, this is a tough game to watch. Just because it, it looked they didn't care. He went 16-31 today for 170 yards and one touchdown. Is, I mean, is Lamar kind of – is that over now? Well, yeah. I mean, I think Lamar's always kind of been the leader, so Russell was going to have to be great to pass him. But, I mean, it's well, – Lamar's probably not going to play this week, and Russell has to play to get in. So Yeah, I – but I'm over. just saying, like, it probably was already over. Yeah, I would tend to agree. So, I, you know, they they played a playoff-level team on Saturday. 100%. And I mean, the, the Rams would easily be a playoff team if they were in the AFC. <laughs> easily. I, I actually came away pretty impressed with the Rams. Yeah. Just, I mean, Jared Goff is clearly not a scrub. And sometimes, myself included, again, I always preface it by saying I like him as a player. But sometimes you can watch him and he can just, you know, look weird. I thought yesterday, I'm sure in front of his family, right, he was he was top-notch. He, w- he made a couple throws that just made you go kind of gasp, like, Jesus, what a dime. And he kept stacking them up. That was the crazy part, is it was one after the other after the other. Uh, even the throw that probably doesn't get his first touchdown throw, which was just kind of rolling to his left, back across his body. It was probably 11th on the list of great throws he made. On he Saturday. had another on a, on a boot where he lobbed one over to Robert Woods for a first down that was an unreal throw. Mm. 
he just made Robert a lot Woods of just fell down and got back, caught the ball as he's getting back up. How do you the, think my uh, when I said in a draft room that I think Robert Woods can be the next Reggie Wayne? It quite hasn't been Reggie Wayne, but he's been pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't you? You you were. You'd be happy if he was on your team. No one would be like, Middlecoff, you told me he was going to be Reggie Wayne, and he's just Robert Woods. Be like, like hey, if I told you this offseason. Remember when you stood on the table for Robert Woods? If I told you this offseason the Niners acquired Robert Woods, that would be a big-time positive, right? Yeah. He's he, a player. I, I rewound that I've always, I've always liked him just because I met him when he was in college. He's just oh, a good okay. guy. So, so you admit that was a slight Well, move. no. I, th- I oh, thought, okay. I mean, when he was at USC, check the numbers. He was a star. Um. He actually, the ball was in the air on that play already when he fell down. He didn't, he was standing when Goff threw the ball. He fell, got back up, and still caught it. Um, Charles Davis said at the beginning of the broadcast, you know, Goff plays really good here near his home in front of his family. And I was like, does he? Like, not that, not that I was skeptical. I just was curious. Was that just an off the cuff kind of comment or, did he really know? Uh, but he was right. I mean, he, I, I, like I told you today, I think when it comes to Jared, and, I, and I'm at this point with Jimmy as well, we just talk about them kind of going head to head. I think they're both good. Who's, we can argue about who's better, no doubt, but I, I'm not doing the thing where I reevaluate them every week, and we've, we're well past this point with Jimmy. But with Jared, where it's like, oh, did you see he was, he was 13 at, 35 today, blah, blah, blah. I just know he that was a – I've seen him in huge games. I know the Super Bowl wasn't great. I know the first half of that Saints game in the playoffs wasn't great. But I've seen him – and I've just seen him make the plays that he made that I just know a lot of guys don't stack those bricks, like you like to say. Just stack those throws. Uh, is that is that what the saying is, your th- you're saying? Something like that? Probably, yeah. Like stack that. Stack them. Yeah. I got one red flag on this team right now, the Niners is one thing they've struggled to do is your game plan is not always going to work, right? You come in with a – and I'm talking specifically defense. When you come in with a defensive game plan of how to attack an offense, you know, like with Lamar, their defensive game plan was to take out the running back and then the the linebacker would scrape over and try to come catch Lamar. It failed, and they had to adjust. Whatever they had a game plan – and. I don't even know if there is a game plan. They run boots, the Rams. this The Niners do. It's all the same fucking offense. You run boots. So there are just some basic principles as the backside defensive end to not just, you got to place contain. That's just part of your job. I've been in this defense, or at least the front of this defense, with Jim Washburn, who runs the wide nine. The way they coach the wide nine, and this Chris Kassar, I always mess up his name, Kassarik, who's an unreal coach, who's Jim, who's, the 39, 42, however old the guy is, version of Jim Washburn. Learn from him. At his right hand man in Detroit. They teach get up the field and you stop for nobody. <laughs> you run. You see ball, you see quarterback, you see offensive players, you chase. It's very susceptible to that. And you can see McVeigh came in with his game plan. It's one thing, you know, if it happens on the first drive. Two, my two big philosophical beliefs after this season have been I don't make that much of a team if they score a touchdown on first drive. They should. Yeah. And final scores don't aren't usually indicative sometimes of games in the NFL. Now, a tight score like the Niners, that score of that game, it was a tight game. 
But there are a lot of games today, I bet, that were a one-score game where if you really kind of dove into it, you're like, yeah, it was, they were up double digits the whole time. But they have to be able to do this for them to win the, to make the Super Bowl. So that means win playoff games. And even win this game against Seattle. They have to adjust faster on defense. Because they go into halftime and they adjust well. They did it against the Ravens. They did it Sunday against the Rams. And I think they allowed six points against the Rams. They went to the Ravens. They only allowed the three points with the game-winning field goal. They do a good job of that. They have to be able to adjust like in the first quarter after a couple drives. Because when you're playing Breeze, when you're playing Aaron Rodgers, th- these games aren't going to be, what was the final score of this game yesterday? 34-31. to 31. There's a decent chance they don't play in a playoff game with over 30 points. So if you give up two touchdowns in the first quarter and the final and you lose 28 to 21, like it's you can't afford to just give up free touchdowns. I'm not necessarily just talking about the first drive, but what you see they do on the first drive and then if they're doing it again on the second drive, you got to be able to throw a different fucking pitch quicker. They they have waited too long and they were getting smoked the whole first half. I'm screaming at my television like stop running, but I but having been around Washburn, that's their philosophy. All gas, just, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. The problem is you got to be able to put your foot on the brake occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. And, and you know what they did? In the second half, they did. Because Kyle comes over like, no, this isn't fucking change. Where it's hard in the, in the middle of a game. I, I don't understand, but it's just they, they got to adjust faster. Or it's going to cost them a Super Bowl berth. Or the Super Bowl. Or a fucking second round playoff game. Or whatever. They're just... They're giving up too many points early in these games just because they're not making... I'm just talking a subtle adjustment. In the second half, do you know the only thing that changed? Armstead just didn't chase. He just kind of stood there. And then what happened? When they would run it, Goff would be screwed. Because if you don't chase, it ruins the play. Now, he still may get a completion if he gets rid of it, but he's going to have a split second. Instead of... The Mary, you know, oh, I got my bootleg, I got some time, oh, there's Robert, oh, oh fuck it, I'll throw it to Higby. You know, oh, I got Higby, I got Gurley, which one do I want? I'll throw it to him. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. J- Jared Goff is so good that, uh, I mean, good enough that those plays are going to, he's going to be 98% on passes where he's rolling and no one's around him. This is the National Football League. In, in the playoffs, Breeze, Rodgers, Russ, Kirk Cousins, those guys will not miss those passes. And you're going to play like LaFleur, Minnesota, and, Def- and Russ. They're, they're, they're going to run those plays, those boot actions. All gas, no brakes. I mean, let's let's work on tapping the brakes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they got no brakes. I, I, Mike Ewing, I remember driving with him the to school. Ford Taurus. Yeah, and we would play the game. We're just going to hit every green light. And he wasn't going to touch the brakes. And, you know, from El Macero to Davis High School, if you took Mace, you know, you had about, at the time, they might have added a couple lights since. I mean, a good six lights before you hit the high school. Maybe maybe like seven. We did it a couple times. And this was before cameras and stuff, so you could just fly right through. Right. Yeah, that uh, somebody asked me if I ever participated in that. I said, no, I stayed out of that. Maybe, I mean, a couple times, but... To do it every day. And yeah, I mean, it wasn't an everyday thing. It's just, <laughs> there's, there's a reason you could leave, you know, your house at 731 and easily be at first period by 745. <laughs> Hashtag all gas, no brakes. Hit the eatery on the way in. Again, I, I am pro being aggressive with the defensive line. You, you think I'm crazy to think that they got to 
slightly no, adjust I don't a think little you're crazy. I just don't. I, I, I mean, like, I, I don't really know what to say other than, like, what are they just not trying to adjust? I don't. I think that they just stick nothing? with their. I just think they stick with their so, game plan a couple more series too long instead of. I'm a big believer. Game plan doesn't work. Like past the second drive, fucking throw it in the trash. It's hard. You spent three sleepless nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You watched all this tape. You did all this practicing. You did all this texting with your guys. It sucks, but that's just the nature of the beast. More on defense than offense. Offense is just easier to just kind of subtly adjust. Defense is like you don't really know what's coming. But I I think twice now they could have just thrown some shit out and just... This one's an easy one because it's pretty basic. Like you don't need to... Football one-on-one. Like, if they're going to run the boot, which guy, I, I didn't chart it, but what would you say the first four drives from the Rams? Boot every fucking play. Every play. It was every play. Yeah. Rolling right, rolling left, rolling left, rolling left, rolling right. Roll, it was crazy. And it was boom, 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 bang, touchdown. Boom, 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 bang, touchdown. And I just know, like, LaFleur and Zimmer's guy, they run the same scheme. And Russ, they'll boot Russ all day. Now, I mean, are you going to trust... When Pete is playing Haverman at running back, the play fake, maybe not. So maybe you'll just stay with Russ. But it will definitely matter in the playoffs. Because if I was Sean Payton, I don't just thinking off the top of my head watching them, I don't think that's a huge part of their offense, right? Rolling Drew, Drew out, mm-hmm. it's more just sitting in the middle. Wouldn't they implement that if they think they can get some easy completions? Yeah. I mean, I think Drew is just Drew usually gets rid of the ball so fast. You're right. They, they do... Uh, I've just watching them. They got a little, and this is not trying to diminish their accomplishments, but they do have a little, uh, you know, air raid to their offense. It's just yeah. four or five wide. They got, you know, at any moment, they got three different guys that can throw the ball. They got like seven tight ends flexed out. They're also wide receivers. I mean, they just, you can throw it to anybody. Their offense is a little more unique than, because wouldn't you say all the other offenses are? Let's say they lose to Seattle, and you got to play Wentz. Do you think they'd roll out Wentz in that those plays? Fuck I'm yeah! I'm worried about Wentz and the Eagles. See, I, I I think you guys are. I got a lot of people tweeting at me when I tweeted last week. Like I, I think that now again, I don't think the Niners are gonna be in this position because they're gonna beat a bad Seattle team that's all banged up. But nice throw, Mitch. I they, like Wentz. You know, I like Wentz. I just think that place is crazy. They got a good coach. It could just be a tougher game than than it should be. Because if, um, if, if I say that the Niners, no, I, I'm not the Niners lose this game, walk off field goal, they're playing the Eagles. What are they? A touchdown favorite? Yeah, I'm not saying it would be easy. I'm just saying it would take more than than just uh, some defensive adjustments to lose that football. What, what would game. you I guess the line would really be? Bad. Ten? No. Seven and a half? Eight six. and a half. It'd be big. Yeah. At one point in time, I don't know, someone texted me this, that they think that local games in a situation like we had today where they can pick and choose the Fox game, that a local exec picks the game, like they pick Seattle. Because obviously nationally they would put the Cowboys on in every market if they could, right? So like the local Cron guy picks Seattle, Arizona. I don't know if that's true or not. But that's insane. I, I was just not happy about not getting Cowboys-Eagles today. That's not right. Yeah, it's, that's crazy if it's true. Um, all right, we talked a little about it, but Jimmy and Jared Goff, like, 
there was a point in the game where, you know, I was thinking, if you watch Jimmy and you come away with, because I I haven't looked at his box score. I mean, I mean, if you know what it is, tell me. But actually, I actually it, have it literally open in front of me. Yeah, you do. It's not. It's not, it's not. It's not great. No, it's okay. Sixteen to twenty-seven. But at one point, they showed they threw up the stats in the first half. It was like three of seven for fifty yards or something, super early. And they cut to Jimmy on the sideline, and Jimmy's just kind of laughing. He had just hit a couple of quick short passes. Well, you said he threw for two forty-eight, right? The pass to Sanders was forty-six. So he really, you know accumulated 65 yards of passes on two passes on the last drive. This is going to sound really basic, but I had this thought when I was thinking about the game today and about his numbers. Like, you remember when you would go play, uh, you know, football in the park. No one ever needed to know any numbers to know who the best quarterback was. Like, well, if Hawk is the quarterback for one team. He probably should just be the all-time quarterback because the other quarterback's not going to be as good as him, and it's just going to be unfair. It's not going to be a fair game. Just make him the all-time quarterback. Well, it's like Coward's Fox commercial. Usually the best-looking guy that was the best athlete got the ball both ways at, like, 10. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's not that complicated. <laughs> no. And he just makes plays that a lot of guys don't make. No it's, one's picking the fat guy that can't move to be the all-time quarterback. It's, it's, it's not complicated. Of course, complicated. Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball. It's not complicated, man. Now, he did take some sacks that were – they had to make – some of the crazy plays they had to make was because they put themselves in some holes. They did have an AAF guy starting at right guard, who's been pretty good. But they weren't sa- – like, a couple of them were definitely sacks if he didn't have enough time, but a couple yeah. of them where he had plenty of time. There were definitely a couple in the middle cough household where he got screamed at to throw the – get the rid of the football. You just – you can't hold on to the ball. Now – in real time, you're like, get rid of it. It really is only like three seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite. When you go back and you watch it, you're like, well, like he's sitting back there for eating a fucking hot dog. Yeah, not really. You know, it's, it takes some time because he had a guy open on the right side. The problem was he was on his fourth read on the other side of the field. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's easy to say because there's a balance. Like you said with Drew Brees, he gets rid of the ball so quick, and so does Brady. Well, Part of what Jimmy brings to the table, and I'm not saying he's as good as those, those guys are. I mean, Brady's the goat, and Drew's Michael Thomas called him the goat, so he's someone's goat, but he's damn good. But Jimmy does bring some things to the table that those guys don't, right? Moving around. So part of holding on to the football is kind of his Tony Romo quality. I was watching just whenever it would come on the red zone, like Wentz has got a little bit of that with him. Like one of the knocks is like, get rid of the ball, Carson. Well, when he holds on to the ball, sometimes he does sweet-ass stuff. <laughs> like That's where you see those crazy highlight plays in like left, right, no one's open. If, if your offensive line blocks, like, screw it, I'm taking off. Behind the line of scrimmage, and then I'm going to throw a seed. Where the, like Breeze and Brady don't have that in the bag. So I always think there's a fine balance with, and I think watching this game just in the backfield, I think Andy deals with that with Mahomes, and Mahomes is the best version of this, where it's like, you got to let him kind of be the artist, right? Yes. But it's hard. Like, Jared Goff is not really an artist. Well, to me, Jared Goff is like uh, the better version of Kirk Cousins. Like, you put him in this offense. He's perfect for this offense. He'll thrive in this offense if you have the talent around him. You can block. What screws them is their running game kind of sucks. Like, if they have a dominant running game, their offense is elite. They got Higby, Woods, Cooks, Cup. Uh, I think Gerald Everett's hurt. He's sweet, too. If if Todd Gurley was Todd Gurley, like elite Todd Gurley, 
they would be a playoff team. But he's not, so Jared Goff kind of has to turn into like Brady, and that's not, he's Cousins, which he's a better version of Cousins. Which again, check Kirk Cousins' numbers this year, he's pr- that's pretty good. Like you can win a lot, you can win with Kirk Cousins, I think. We'll find out a little bit more. I have more faith in Goff than <laughs> No, Cousins. we know exactly what you can do with Kirk Cousins. It's, in fr- it's, we've, it's been seen. What do, you, what do you think of that take, better version of Cousins? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like they're, I feel like they're like if the Rams had Mahomes, would they have eight wins? No. What would they have? Ten. Yeah, yeah. MVP's got to be worth two wins. Yeah. Like if the Niners had Mahomes, would they be better? Uh, well, it's hard to be better than they are, but yeah. he's a better. He's he's a might better be player. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, the reason I hesitate on the I, – I do like the comp, although I will say I think there's just like the category of Cousins, and Cousins is at the top of that category. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no rich Cousins. There's just the Cousins category, he's at the top of it because that's what makes his category tough is you're like, is there more to it? You're like, nope, there's no more to it. That's the top of the category. So I almost feel like Jared's in a different category, but maybe he's not. Maybe he is exactly that. Tonight's a big night if you're Monday. For Cousins, because these standalone Monday night games, that's the thing. Like, Goff and Jimmy don't have these, like, Cousins, I'm pretty sure, is 0-9 or 0-8 or 0-9 career on Monday night football. Like, eventually, you got to shake a couple of these numbers. Wow. It's bad. He's winless. Like, you, no one brings that up. Like, Jimmy can't win Monday night football or Saturday night football. No, you just watch those guys. They play winning football. Some of them they win. Some of them they lose. Cousins has, like, this egg. Like, every time he's ever played in primetime, he's lost. So you gotta, you gotta, gotta shake that. Even though I've watched him in some primetime games, have some moments, wasn't all his fault. But yeah, I, I, I would rather have, I would Jim- rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. But if you gave, if you gave Kyle Shanahan Jared Goff, I think they'd be really good too. I, but there is an element that Jimmy brings that Jared just doesn't have in the bag. And the artistic, the, yeah, that's the shit that he is. He is much more Eli Manning, Rivers. Which you can win a ton of games that way. F- old school Flacco. He's more mobile than Flacco, but he's in that mold. But he's just a lot. But I, I think the one thing that he has, like, they both have this. Guys love those two fucking guys. Like, I follow Whitworth on Instagram. Like, Whitworth's, like, married for like 15 years, has like seven kids. He'll just be at like some steakhouse with his family, and Jared will be there. Like, they just, and Jimmy, same deal with all his guys. Like, that. That type of stuff matters. Like that's what Baker doesn't have. That's that's a big learn for me this year. Like Josh Allen, flawed. Those guys go to wall, go to the mat for that guy. So like if your quarterback better have that quality. That's to me the good thing about Jimmy is he's got like all the artistic stuff. He's got the in the offense stuff, and then he has all the intangible stuff. Now he so, will throw the occasional pick. You know, which is still you still kind of feel it, but I, I have I have more faith now that when he throws balls, that it's going to work. That I did. Didn't. He try. There was a sack. Was he trying to flip the ball underhand at one point, and his arms getting held back, and he almost because he's going down, and he brings his arm out to expose the ball like he's going to shovel it. Was that when Charles was like, "Is the ball out?" You know, they couldn't quite see it. Uh, I don't think that was that play. But I don't. Think but sometimes so. when those crazy shovels happen, when you're getting thrown at the ball, it leads to like thirty yard games. Well, he may, he had the crazy shovel. Was it the Ravens game or the Saints game? I think it was the Saints game, but I now I'm forgetting. I think it was the Saints game too. 
Uh, so Jimmy has started 25 games now in his career. But isn't that well, isn't a shovel when you're getting tackled like a Mahomes Lamar special? Yeah, yeah. But I but with him it's just you know he's had the he's had some loosey goosey issues in the pocket with the football. He so he started 26 games. I mean, John, that was his seventh career fourth quarter OT comeback game winning drive, whatever that stat is. Right, that was the seventh one. It's pretty good. That's Joe Remember? Cool, man. Remember when Carr for a minute had like 20? Really? He definitely had a lot. Uh, what does Breeze have, like 54? Yeah, he has a shitload. How many starts you say he has in his career? 27? 26. You know what's crazy is he doesn't even have as many. Jared Goff has doubled the amount of starts. Wow. Double. And he came in the league after. Just shows you. I think sometimes we view Jimmy as this older guy, but really he's... If his playing time equaled how much he's like how long he's been in the league, he'd be a twenty three year old, not Chiefs a twenty seven year old. You see the, the throw Mahomes just made? No, like sweet. submarine screen bubble screen. Mahomes is a badass. Nagy's got to be thinking like, God damn it, why don't I have that guy? Well, it's like Matt, you didn't, you did leave to go. To the, you could have just stayed there, but you are the head coach of the Bears. You're the head coach of the Bears. <laughs> I don't blame him. But he's about to be seven and eight. Yeah. Uh all right. Well that game was sweet. I, I do feel good about Niners, Rams, and Goff and Jimmy moving forward. I whatever people here's what I know. Whatever people say about Goff next year, week seven, it's like Goff's the if the Niners are playing the Rams week eight, I know Goff and McVeigh can beat you if you're not ready for him. That's what I know. Twice a year that guy can beat you. You know what was nice is when you're a bad team, or when you just don't make the playoffs, or when you have super high expectations, you don't make the playoffs. Whenever it becomes final, like you're not making the playoffs that year, or when you're like a four-win team when the season ends, there's always the Sunday morning or Saturday morning if they're Saturday games, like the last couple weeks of December, the classic Jay Glazer, Lock and Fora, those guys going, you know, something's gonna happen this morning. Wake up, Mike Silver has written this piece, like. Big changes are coming in L.A. And for a long time, it always felt like the Niners were that team. And it just gets exhausting. You're like, fuck, new defensive coordinator, new fire coach. It's like, oh, we got to get rid of these seven players. And it's like having a new defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips is not going to be back. That's what Silver wrote. Like, that's a big change. Like, that's a good thing for the Niners. Like, there's a chance that I get Wade. Sometimes I think he wears out his welcome because he's got a huge ego. He makes a ton of money. That's the... Like, don't feel bad for when Wade Phillips is quote-unquote fired or not renewed. He's, I think he's made $2.5 million a year for the last three years. Like, he's banking, like, uh, you know, the head coach of, like, he makes more than, like, Justin Wilcox. But, like, that's, there's no guarantee you get that right, right? Like, who's, is he going to hire, who's he going to hire? I don't know. Like, that's kind of interesting. Like, because the Wade Phillips one, if you remember when McVay was hired, it was kind of an arranged marriage. Like, he knew he needed an older guy. Right. That guy was available. This is his first, like... So his defensive coordinator and a special teams coach were given to him, basically. But the other guy is highly thought of. No, I know, but it's just not... They were just He was just there. Yeah. And he doesn't have to hire an offensive coordinator, right? Because it's him. I, I'm kind of interested, just kind of, you know, off-season-y, but, like, who, does he go for, like... Does he go outside the box? Like, does he go to, like, sure. Oklahoma and get Grinch or whatever that guy's name is? 
you know, from Washington Alex, State. Alex Grinch. Does, does he just hire, like, does he elevate a guy on a staff? I, I don't know. I, that, but my point is big picture. Like, that could fail. Whoever You know, just good coaches just sometimes hire the wrong guy. I don't know. I'm, I, I guess there are going to be a bunch of coaches fired. Could he hire one of those guys? You know, who knows? Oh, yeah. Could he hire Dan Quinn? Yeah, just something like that for sure. Ron Rivera doesn't become a head coach, becomes the D.C. Well, but if, I, if you told me Ron Rivera's their D.C., I'd be like, fuck, that's a great hire. Right? <laughs> You'd be like, that's not a victory <laughs> well, for the Niners. Yeah, if you tell me they get like Ron Rivera, I, hell, if you told me they get Dan Quinn, I'm looking at them a little differently if they go, you know, he elevated Joe Barry, his linebacker coach, which SC guy, you know, has been in the league a while. We'll see. The one thing you know, right, is – his owner will probably give him a big check to be aggressive on guys. Does he? Could he go to college and get the number one? Could he go get like Brett Venable? You know who knows. I, I'm fascinated to see what Sean McVay has in the bag, guy. Same, good call. Before we uh, move on, let's tell you what you could be bringing in the bag the Christmas or Hanukkah. It's ease.com and easewellness.com where the promo code ham works every time. I mean, if it's the first time, but it also works for other people who haven't used it before. I need to make it. I need to place an order before I go home for about forty-eight hours. Uh, Ease.com promo code ham. Pre-rolls, vapes, you name it, they got it. Best in the biz, cannabis delivery. Ease.com promo code ham. If you've already used it, you know, use your mom's, use your brothers, use your friends, use someone's credit card, and just you know, reuse it to someone's new information, and you get the twenty dollars off. You don't need a credit card. Just the, the sign-in stuff. Yeah, the sign-in yeah, stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You can use your own credit card, but. Don't make it. Don't just don't do identity. Yeah, thievery here. I don't want you stealing anyone. Yeah, no stealing social security numbers or anything. But (laughs) ease.com promo code ham, easewellness.com promo code ham. Get on it. You just gotta be 21 and over. You get verified online in minutes. Then you start browsing a vast selection and watch the uh, clock count down to a friendly driver arriving in minutes, not hours, not days. Or easewellness.com. That's the uh, CBD drop shipments. Promo code ham. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Do it. Uh, are you Are you ready for the Raider playoff scenarios? Well, uh, no, but it's they're alive, guy. So they needed five things to happen on Sunday just to stay alive. Just to have four things happen next week. Every but single the, one of them happen. The Raiders beat the Chargers. That was number one. Ravens beat the Browns, Jets beat the Steelers, Saints beat the Titans, Colts beat the Panthers. So they Raiders hit on a five-team parlay today. They did. If you thought the Raiders were going to make the playoffs, you're right. You should have just picked their five-team parlay. Is it more? Is, why would you think? I, I do think it's a pretty big indictment of just the AFC is a train wreck. I mean, right. it's really, really bad. Even Raider fans admit their team stinks. Uh, the Steelers have. Just an abominable quarterback situation. Mason Rudolph got hurt. He got benched, came back. Hodges hurt. I mean, James Conner hurt. Like, their offense stinks. The Titans actually played pretty well today. Kind of coming off laying an egg at home against the Houston Texans last week. Their problem was they didn't play some random team. They played the fucking Saints. So, it's like they're – I'm telling you, I, I was pretty locked into that game. Yeah. And it's just they couldn't like, – every time they would get back, they would get a 
they would get a touchdown, but then Breeze would lead him down the field, or their guy would get knocked out, and as he's concussed in midair, holding onto the ball, he'd let go, and then Saints would pick it up. It was just, they played a, a football game that beside, like, I would say a handful of the top five or six teams, you know, the Niners, the Saints, the Ravens, the Chiefs, if they're just playing the Arizona Cardinals, the Redskins, I mean, they win by 20. So I, I do view the Titans. We've seen them play the Raiders. The Titans are vastly better than the Raiders. They are the playoff team more than the Titans, or excuse me, more than the Steelers. Obviously more than the Raiders. Definitely more than the Browns. I just, I don't, this last week, they got to play the Texans at Houston. I was looking at the standings. It, the Chiefs are up 10 nothing. Let's assume they win this game. They're going to have one more win. The Chiefs, though, lost to the Texans. So if they can match the Chiefs win-wise, they would get the three seed. But how much different, if you're the Texans, is a three and the four seed? Would you rest some guys this week playing the Titans? Because you've already you won the division yesterday. Uh, you're just playing for the three be, or the four seed. What would be the difference? Just you would play the Bills if you were the four seed and you would okay. play – you would just replay if you lose that game on pur- purpose. You just avoid playing the Titans. You play the Bills, so it's not really a big difference. Yeah, is it worth Depends. risking your guys? You're already locked in the playoffs, and you have some injuries. I'd probably just chill if I was them. I think they might. So the Titans have to beat the Texans. The Steelers have to lose to the Ravens, who also clinched the one seed. And I would, who's their quarterback going to be? RG3, I'd venture to guess. Honestly, if you're them, why wouldn't you give Trace McSorley the start? It's kind of an easy one. Just give your rookie quarterback. Why? Why give RG3? Why not give it to RG3? Because if Lamar got hurt, then RG3. Like, why why do I need to get RG3? Oh, you're saying just because you want RG3 healthy for the playoffs? No, just I want to just see. It's just an easy way to get a young guy that I'm invested in big picture to be my backup moving forward, some live reps. Now the counter would be, you just want to keep RG three. These are important reps. If he, yeah, I just Lamar think it's not like RG three's played that much. No, but you just RG three is RG three. Where I can just this is the big picture GM and me. You know, get my younger guy some reps, get some live looks. Yeah, I mean, I I think the tough part is like you do up the have trade, up the trade, up the trade value, up the trade value. You do have potential. Like it's who who which one. It, you could go either way. You'd say, which one would would you go to first in the playoffs? If it's RG3, you could argue protect them. You could also argue, so get them some reps now. I would argue, if Lamar's not playing, it doesn't matter who's, who your quarterback is in the playoffs. So Exactly. That's why I would lean Trace McSorley. Just, uh, I don't just hate for, that. Just but for big picture RG3 development. We need to protect you for the playoffs. Yeah, you got to lie to him because if you're him, it's kind of fucked up. You're like, guys, I'm the backup quarterback. I just want to play. I, I did all this work. I come in on Tuesdays. You guys claim it's the off day, but then Harbaugh tells me if I tell the union and I turn us in, he will cut me. So I'm afraid to tell on him, even though he's overworking me. Union hours here. And uh, I, all I want to do is play one game. I'm RG3. Remember me? I won the Heisman Rookie of the Year. Can you guys start one game? It would be cool. I'll go viral on Twitter. Maybe I'll throw a touchdown. If I'm RG3, I want to play this game. Definitely. I've earned this. Just based on all the Tuesdays that I've had to come in as the quarterback, even though the union has told everyone this is my off day, yet I have to come in. 
And Harbaugh gives me that look. I swear to God, if anyone catches wind of this, you're gone. <laughs> How often do you think he just says, non-guaranteed? <laughs> uh, and then the Colts win at the Jags. That's the other thing the Raiders need. For like strength of schedule or something? I Yeah, I think I don't get that one. A, a, a opponent strength of schedule. If I told you the Raiders made the playoffs, would they be the worst wild card team you've ever seen? Because we've seen bad division winners, right? Seven win division wins. A wild card, I would say, typically has to get the double digit wins. Most got, wild, I mean, here, they would be up there. Here's my thought. My one thought on. I, I feel bad that this conversation even like. I guess it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of a huge letdown. Well, that that's to me the the real like we're having fun with it. But I think the fact is this: when this team has played in games that matter, which suddenly. Like the stuff, the scenarios we just gave are not. You just need the Steelers to lose to the Ravens. I'll be the first to say it's not as crazy as it sounded at the beginning of today. Which one do you feel the worst? The Jags are just terrible. But well, they just beat the Raiders. But but I'm they are but they so the Jags. (laughs) Oh wait, the Colts have to win that game. Oh, so they're in great shape. Yeah, yeah. But here's here's the serious part about this, or as serious as this discussion can get. When the rate when the Raiders have played in games when their performance matters, they fail. So, uh, I guess we could argue, yeah, but they played in a meaningful game against the Chargers today. Okay, well, the Jets game was meaningful. The Chiefs game was meaningful. The Chargers game would have been more meaningful if they hadn't gotten beaten by the Jags. We can't just keep, until the percentage is zero, call every game meaningful that they play in. Uh, They tend to show up when there's no pressure on them. So, the the problem, now, they play... They are one of the two 130 games, right? I'm looking. So the other 130 game is Titans Texans, which well, okay. it's uh, well, no, my, my bad. It's, my it's bad. Cardinals Rams. So all these other games will be done by then. We'll know if the Colts have beaten the Jags. We'll know if the Titans have lost to the Texans and if the Steelers have lost to the Ravens. I got right now on my ESPN.com scores. All these games are kicking off at one. Any uh, playoff implication game. So Eagles, yeah. Giants, Colts, Jets. I think they flexed them all. Any game that was going to have any implications. Steelers, Ravens, Titans, Texans. They're all playing at the same time, guy. Um, According wait, to my... Wait, do you have 10 a.m. games there? The 10 a.m. games... Oh, you're right. They all changed since I opened this this morning. Yeah, the 10 a.m. games are all the games that have zero impact. Saints, Panthers, Falcons, I opened Bucks. this thing like... Uh, I must have opened it while games were still going on in the afternoon. I okay, think you're right. Yeah, I think they changed it. Which so makes sense. The- which... They, which is good. They should is, do that. That's that baseball thing they did, right, on the last game of the season or whatever. They don't yeah, want anyone to know. Yeah, yeah. Don't want anyone to know. And I, I think it's just helpful to everybody to make sure somebody doesn't change their mind about giving a shit. Well, I, I saw that Kawakami is already saying he's – and he has brings up a point. Like, I don't want to hear any Raider fans bitching and moaning when a couple of these teams start resting people. Well, those teams like, uh, you know, came through. Like, what if the Ravens no, no, rest no, no, everybody? No, no, no. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to entertain that conversation. Okay. Uh, well, what I would say to Tim is, Tim, just block him. That's a stupid conversation. He'd say, guy, I do. What yeah. about, what do you think about everything goes right? This is worst case scenario for our main man from Fresno State. Everything goes right. All those things that have, have to happen, happen. Which, like you just said, is not as crazy as it would have sounded at the beginning of the day, when you needed back-to-back weeks of eight things happening, now you're like, well, fuck this, nine, this, Nine this. things. Nine things. What if Carlay's negative in a cold Denver game? Who actually got playing the Lions, so take this with a grain of salt, Drew Locke looked pretty good in the red zone action that I saw. 
And they, they won, again, the Lions, but that's also one of the Raiders' wins. Uh, and Philip Lindsay looked good. Their defense is playing a lot better. Like, that game, to me, is a lot more difficult. Like, the Lions are playing to be 7-9 and nine and actually having a pretty respectable season after starting, like, 1-5, and five, right? Well, it's yeah, it's a good point. The Raiders' game is probably the one – like, that's the one I have the hardest time picking among these four games. I don't have the line in front of me yet. If you just had to place a line, like what you think the line should be, not to like get people to bet, like what would be the right line for this game? Probably Broncos. Just the customary three. minus three. Yeah, Broncos minus three. You agree? Two and a half, three and a half. Yeah, I'd say I'd say three, three and a half. You, you, I, I might go through Broncos minus three and a half, getting that extra half point for just how shitty Derek's been in anything under fifty-five degrees. Yeah. When do you ever close your eyes and picture him playing well in Denver? And this is not, again, at one point in time when this team was like one and six or whatever they were, they are now one win away from being seven and nine. And they won two, three, four, five, six. I mean, they've won like six games since the beginning of late in October. So, like, they've rattled off some wins. They're not, the Chargers are worse than them. It's going to be uh, 42 degrees, according to this, in a week in Denver. I would say if, De- if if everything happens correctly, even though like I think Gruden would take a step back and be like, even if, like we weren't a playoff team, but if Derek has a bad game in Denver, you could argue that would just be the end of him. If it was like you at the end of the game, like you're saying, if we just would have won that game, we would have made a playoffs, and he has one of those hundred yard games where he throws a couple picks. You also would say. Is Vic Fangio a great matchup for Derek Carr? Now that he's had some time to be a head coach and just kind of get his shit together. The last yeah. time he played Vic was his first ever head coaching game. I, I think Vic's a little more under control. That's about as much uh, brain power as I have for that topic, John. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it too. All right, let's get to some headlines. The, uh, the other playoffs, John, the other playoffs, the playoff for the number one pick, I was listening today. I called you because I'm listening to the NFL radio driving home from the airport, and I hear somebody has scored, and they're and they're going to tie the game, but it's not clear who it is. And you said it's the Washington and the it's the New York Giants, New York Washington game, and it's it's Bill Callahan is playing for overtime, and I thought Bill Callahan knows that he is not supposed to win this football game. I'm not saying he's trying to lose the game, but hey, man, there's a draft pick on the line here. Don't you dare do anything crazy trying to go for two to win a football game when we could lose it in OT. So all that said, the Bengals wrapped up the top pick. Remember, there was a few years with the Bengals under Marvin. The Bengals were respectable. This is the Bengals how I remember them now, battling for the number one pick. If you had to guess... Is there any chance he's from Ohio that Joe Burrow refuses to go there if he's drafted by him? Just does the, the does Eli. Does the Eli, Elway. Yeah. Well, the Ohio thing, given his speech, did you see that after his speech, like $450,000 have been donated to his school or to the area or something? I've actually thought a lot about it since the speech. I have a hard time, once he kind of gave that line in the sand, just a kid from Akron type speech. Yeah. So It's I hard to then go it. double middle fingers to the franchise. <laughs> Even though since, even though it. the Bengals, to me, Cleveland's more Ohio. 
while Cincinnati is in Ohio, having been to one game there as an advanced scout, it's like right on the them the Kentucky line. Like, oh, okay. You know that I, I don't know if it feels my like. Per- I'll tell you this: my perception of it. You tell me this. I've been to. Have I been there? Yeah, I've been there for a baseball game. It feels more like PA to me. Yeah, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Not gonna lie, just that little area. I, I I had a good time. Like 24 hours I spent there. I went out. I'd be shocked now that you're right after the speech and just. If you're him, why wouldn't you have the view and tell them, like, I'll resurrect this thing? But as Carson Palmer told me, I thought that too. And then it just drains and wears on you. It's like, we just don't have the resources. We won't sign the fucking players. We just only sign shitty, you know, cheap coaches. It's just, it's an experience for some of these guys. Now, Carson was from USC, but this guy's been around Ohio State and LSU. He's used to no resource. But you don't – yeah, I will say, though, like – You don't so, think like that when you're 23 What was his senior old? year in high school? 16 or 15? Burrow? 15, yeah. Yeah, he's been out for a little bit. So, while he was in high school, Marvin Lewis was winning 10, 11, 10, and 12 football games when he when was he, watching When he grew up, he saw that team be good a lot of times, yeah. Yeah, he saw – they went to, what, six uh, – six? <laughs> they lost six wild card games in seven years. Like I, I bet he spent a They're lot like of time. Like the Buffalo Bills of the wild card game, John. John, they lost five straight wild card games. So there, there's a pretty good chance. I mean, there's like almost a hundred. And they were the first chance. play, and they won the division two out of those five years. So Holy there God. are many years when he said, you know, I think his dad's a, a was a college coach. Yeah, and clearly his like he spent a lot of time probably with his dad or his high school buddies watching the Bengals kick ass. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah, against like the Steelers and Ravens. So you're, you're right. He might not view the team like older people view the team. Marvin probably doesn't get enough credit for taking that team to the playoffs <laughs> five straight years. Guy won the division twice. Won the division twice. Steelers no, he won the division three times. And the Ravens three times. But no, that he won was... the division four times. What years? He won it in '05, lost the wild card game. Won it in '09, lost the wild card game. Went nine and seven, lost the wild card game. Went ten and six, second place, wild card loss. Thirteen won the won the division, lost the wild card game. Fourteen was the wild card team, lost the wild card game. Fifteen went twelve and four, won the division, lost the wild card game. I think they say the best team was that 05 team. That was where Carson tore the ACL in the playoff game. Remember, Camino, oh, K- Camino what's his name? Van Ola. I Camino Van Olaf. Yeah, I know. Terrible. Yeah, sucks. Um. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Chris Carson, C.J. Proseis, Dwayne Brown. They're out. Got that nailed away. NFC East. You have a preference here? Eagles feel more like a playoff team to me. They just have been uh, playing better football lately. Do you think that Jason Garrett flies home for this game? Uh, you're saying you would fire him and make a change for a must-win game? I was texting with our buddy John Goulet, producer for Colin Coward. Yeah. His advice was to leave him in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Big Cowboy. I, I think a lot of – most Cowboy fans, I'd say 98% of them, couldn't stand Jason, right? Not because they don't think he's a good guy. They just think he's a bad coach. This is just it's – it's a black and white business, and he keeps losing a lot more than he's winning, and it feels like this team should be winning a lot more. Steven Jones – this got retweeted in my timeline on like Friday. I guess he had said in the preseason, maybe at Oxnard, that he thought this was their most talented team top to bottom since some of the mid-90s teams. Oh, wow. 
And honestly, I kind of agreed with him. It's, I, I don't even think anyone thought he was nuts. It was like, yeah, his fucking team stack. I don't know how Jason Garrett really shows his face. I, I'd be fascinated. I might do this tonight. What did his postgame press conference look like? Like just a defeated man? Guy, they, they scored nine points today. Nine points. They did not score a touchdown. They did not score a touchdown. In a game where you win the game, you're in the playoffs. Against your so the last, bitter the rival. Last, the last play of the game, Amari wasn't on the field. And the explanation was they just rotated him out. I, I think that's a problem. With, Cobb. I think that's a problem with Jason. Is he just like he gets asked basic questions like, uh, "Why did you not have a guy returning the punt on this play?" And he's like, "Oh, just not the play call." Just like what? What? What are you even? What? What are you talking about? And it's one thing if you're going to be arrogant. Like Belichick would say the same thing, right? That's not what we want to do. But he wins a lot. If you're going to be just never give a good answer, and you lose a lot. It's a double whammy, man. Because I saw Sean McVay said after the game, and it was a weird spot for him. He was like, you know, we still got a lot to play for. And I'm just like, do you really? He's like, we can still, we win this game. We 9-7. and seven. We have a winning season. We got a fucking lot of prideful guys in there. We got winners in there. Like, we don't play to lose. Like, just trying to, he's trying he's to trying, motivate yeah. himself. And he realized, like, God, it's going to be tough. Because if you're Jalen Ramsey, like, are you giving it your all on Wednesday's practice? If you're the Cowboys. For the Cardinals, by the way. If you're the, if you're the Cowboys, how do you get a good week of practice out of these guys? They, they haven't been trying when the games mattered. You're screwed. It's over. And this is where you always said this, and it's right when you know you know, and you're better. And I think it works like this with coaches. It works like this with fucking girlfriends. And same thing for us, boyfriends. You're always better off just cut. I mean, when you truly know. Not like someone pissed you off or, you know, Jason has a bad game. But Jerry knew two years ago. And he just held on for probably the wrong reasons. Why? Because it was easy. It was uh, easy. PFT it was reports as of Sunday night that the uh, Cowboys charter plane uh, is not, quote-unquote, not viable to fly home. They are, uh, at the moment, delayed on a charter. I've never – they're delayed on a charter. Well, it happens sometimes. Yeah, but it's not like weather. It's there's a there's a plane issue, so they're sitting there. Well, Jerry's not on that plane though. He flies separately. That's right. Wouldn't you if you were an owner? Why would you? I'd only fly home with the team when we won, when it was fun. Any loss, I'm flying home by myself. That's, That's right. how yeah, I'd yeah. operate. As and even then, as an owner, I just fly by my home by myself and have fun by myself. Would you ever fly on the charter? Uh, yeah, probably. None of no one really I think, does it though. I think now this doesn't really. But I you was are in theory pay, you you are paying for it. So you're like, <laughs> I was thinking about this today, John. It probably applies the least. It probably it applies the most in basketball, I think. But I think the richer that the players get, the more valuable an owner that can talk to players and have the players, not the players respect Mr. Owner because they're the owner, but can truly make the players feel like they care about them, the more valuable that owner is going to be. Because at the end of the day, there is nobody, not the head coach, not the GM, that can really tell a guy who's making several times what he's making what he should be doing. Now, again, this mostly applies to, to basketball, 
there aren't you know but it apply it does apply to baseball kind of but the football probably the least but I think as time goes on it'll just apply to football too eventually their average salary is going to be five six million and then most guys are making you know it's like is George Kittle gonna George Kittle's gonna be underpaid at 10 million like it's still 10 million a year so at the (laughs) end of the day Joe Lacob and Steve like Steve Ballmer taking a bus to go see Paul George like at the end of the day Paul's gonna be like that's the that's the richest guy I know my, yeah, load management, like whatever, dude, you got to sell the tickets. And then it's up to Steve Ballmer to be like, well, we have a relationship here, right? Like, I'd like for you to play in this game that I know doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm not saying that's the yeah, situation. No, I know, I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying that think, they have the, the higher level owner you're going to have is only going to make for higher level operations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And specifically because as time goes on and the players get richer and richer and richer, the, there aren't that many people that can financially look them in the eyes and say, let's have a, a conversation. Is this a shot at Mark Davis? It's not. It didn't come from that at all. <laughs> I don't right. even remember. I might have just woken up on the plane, and so I was like in an in-between space with the, when I started thinking about why this was going to matter. Um, was your plane flight like 45 minutes home? Yeah, there were a couple delays. Oh. <laughs> is there any worse feeling than being delayed and all you want to do is get home? So here's what I would say to the airline companies. I think what's great is like you get an app. You have an app, and it tells you your flight's been delayed. Yeah. The problem is when your flight starts boarding two hours before the like fourth delay, and there's no update on the app. A couple people didn't almost didn't make the plane because they started boarding the flight, but didn't like the app never updated. Your flight's now boarding because they said the flight's not going to be till twelve twenty, and then they boarded it at like ten forty. So it actually wasn't delayed as long. It it well it got to, yeah it kept getting delayed. It got delayed like four times by like thirty minutes. Don't you just sit by the plane? No, because in Burbank, there's no spe- – the terminal oh. is so small. Oh, I got you. There's if you're no, in a big airport, what would you normally do? Yeah, normally I would sit right there. I'm, I'm not I guess if it's an NFL Sunday and you're like, there's a restaurant, I can go watch some games. Yeah, but – crack. You know, can you imagine how mad you'd be if you missed it because they just they told you it was 1220 and then no one updated you? I'd, I'd, I'd absolutely Lose your freak. mind. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I – one thing I think everyone should aspire to do, and trust me, I'm uh, – for the majority of my life had the shortest fuse you'll ever meet is when you can get rid of the short fuse guy and just be like, you know what? We'll figure this out. Mm-hmm. It's easier to live life. It, it, it truly is not get so angry. Like just think about Belichick. How often do you see him truly lose it? He never does. Now for a long period of time, I think he's lost it, but these last he's, 20 years, he's like he's an gotta, internal fumer though. Yeah, but again, you can, hey, we're going to figure this out while you're internally fuming. It, it does matter. Try to yeah. try to not freak out as much, people, as we get to these holiday seasons. And be nice to everybody. Well, I'll say this. I've been using be, this one lately You know, be kind to people, guy. Be kind That's to people. Good. I've been using this one in traffic uh, a lot lately. I just say to myself, peace, man. Like in that same voice. Hey, peace, man. You know, someone does some stupid shit. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? I just go, peace, man, in my head. Just for myself, not for them. And it works. I had one now, the other day that I did yeah. a couple FUs back and forth. Yeah, I know what happens. Yeah, and then I realized I could progress. tell the guy, was, you know, his construction worker, it was late. He, he looked kind of drunk. You know. Oh, you just, wait, you you said it like out the window? Yeah, I rolled down. Because, I mean, sometimes like, hey, motherfucker. And he said it back? Yeah, he's giving it right back. We were going at it. and then, yeah. But then I always get to the point and realize, I don't want to fight this guy. And let's say this guy has a, like, I'm going to lose. Like, where, where's this going to go? Just a couple FUs? If I had my unborn fucking little John Jr. that was six years old, would I want him seeing this? Or like you said, peace, man. Have a good day, bro. <laughs> Just that—that that might be my new tactic too. Peace, brother. 
Because I got honked at twice. Like I almost ran into him because I was merging as we're going through a light. I, I don't even think I came close to him. But again, maybe I did. Maybe I was in the wrong. And I dropped a couple FUs with the middle finger. He gave it right back. And then we ended up at the same next light next to each other. So I mm-hmm. gladly rolled down and started just screaming, you know, some Harbaugh, what's your deal? Or Pete, what's your deal, bro? Type yeah. things. And it's just so stupid. It, it, it gains nothing because I'm super angry. And I, I just realized, you know what? This guy's like a Twitter troll. Just angry at his life. He's got to go home now. He probably doesn't like his wife. Maybe he's saying, I don't even know this guy's deal, but he's just furious at the world. And I'm acting like I'm furious at the world too, but I'm happy. I'm going to pick up Rubio's and grab myself a burrito. I just got mad for no good reason in the middle of this light screaming at each other. So I don't did you see the Twitter poll I had on Friday? No. On Thursday. I was flying and there was a argument that sounded just like the one you just had on the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. I, 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 saw, I saw that, yeah. This guy is talking very thick Russian accent, talking, it's a, you know, it's like an 8 a.m. flight, 7 a.m. flight, 7.30, talking very loudly for 45, finally the guy in front of him, this guy's talking to his wife for 45 minutes, loud. Finally the guy in front of him absolutely snaps. And he starts talking loudly to his buddy, man, I need a drink. I'm going to need a drink and a smoke. This motherfucker behind me just will not shut up. You know what, man? You're pretty rude. And then they just start dropping. Fuck you. No, you shut the fuck up. No, you shut the fuck up. Why don't you shut the fuck up? And then, of course, the guy's wife tries to get involved. Is this, like, like echoing throughout the plane? Well, it's a very small plane, right? It's like two by two. You know what you realize when you're not in the situation and you do it? And road rage, for the most part, it's usually a one-on-one situation, right? So you, unless you have your you know, Alyssa or your friend or whatever in the car. For the most part, it's only you knowing that it happens and you usually don't tell anyone about it if you feel like an idiot after. When those happen in public though and it's not you, you realize how dumb everyone looks, right? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So imagine if you could get visuals on every two people individual road rage incidents all across the country all the time. You would just die laughing about how it, they both look oh, like idiots. I was, I was <laughs> just cracking up. I know. The flight that, attendant that, either didn't hear or didn't want to know. And fi- the part that made me crack up was the one guy, who, the, the, the guy with the accent who had been talking a lot was like, just grow up. And the guy who was angry just goes, Jesus Christ, can I just get 10 minutes of silence? Just 10 minutes. Why did the guy want silence so much? Well, this guy, I, because this, I think just this guy was loud. Like when the, when the flight attendant did the announcements, this guy was louder than the flight attendant on the announcements. And it's 7 a.m. or 7 well, was he? Right? Who was he talking to? His wife. He was talking to his wife for 45 minutes on the flight. Oh, so you could hear everything that guy was saying to his wife. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I heard him early in the flight, and then I just kind of was doing my own thing, tuned him out. I stopped hearing him. But in that guy's defense, he was like right next in front to him. of him. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you, you haven't had your cup of coffee yet, it's an early Friday morning, you just want to strangle this guy. Maybe you're a smoker and you haven't been able to smoke, right? You're yeah, just so the anxiety's flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you forgot to pop the, you know, the Zoloff or the And then, the you know, it's a small plane, so you have to stand by the plane to wait for your luggage. So everyone's got to stand there. Oh, you know, yeah. It's like, are you just going to stare you just going to stare at me all day? It, you know, it's, it just it, so it's still it was contentious when they got off. Yes. But it, but like, just it, it had kind of settled. Was one but, guy dramatically one of them bigger than like the other I guy, to, or anything? I have to say something. What's that? Was one guy bigger than the other guy? Uh, the guy who was doing all the talking was a bigger guy. Yeah, the guy telling the guy to shut up, or the guy talking no, really loud. No, no, the guy telling the guy to shut up was a smaller guy. Yeah. 
So the guy, the big guy, Plus, Russian really is intimidating. Loud. So you yell "fu" the guy who's talking Russian, like yeah, Russian's just a I'm ready, just a brawling Hell language. Yeah, you know? feels like a mob movie or something. Um, that's all I got. I'm yeah. ready for dinner. Steph, you haven't Googled Steph. Uh, I, I'm I'm just pro penis shot. Like it just I I I I guess it probably mattered when we were growing up and the it's People magazine. Now, the other, yeah. I I really think it's couldn't be any people under forty guy. I think are so numb to everything that I almost tweeted this out. I'm like, I don't even care to take, make me really care. It would have to be Steph's been naked because they had a swinger party where tech tycoons and Jimmy G made a cameo. I'd be like, okay, that's getting, no, add coke, add cocaine fueled, cocaine fueled, something like that. Yeah. Where, where, where Aisha was with Jack, That'd be the at Jack. You know, sit like that. I'd Guy like, Fieri. Yeah, but if you're just like, Steph's penis. I'm like, yeah, he's got a penis? Like, what What am I even supposed to say? Like, who cares? Like, okay, his penis. Okay, it just, I, I think that stuff used to matter a lot. And maybe it's just the numbification of porn. To, okay, by Instagram, of people I know, and I'm glad they do this because it entertains me. And again, we clearly like looking at it. But Instagram's borderline porn of like people you went to high school with some of the shit they people wear. Again, I'm not complaining, but I just think my mom when we went to Hawaii was kind of shocked by how often girls, especially probably like under 40, like the the new bikini is not covering that much. Like a lot of chicks just wear thong bikinis now just to normal beaches. I'm not talking like nude. I'm just talking normal beaches. At the pool, you just got ass out. That's just the new normal. So now, yeah, someone walks down the street in a bra, it's it's offensive. But at poolside, it's a whole different story. Well, exactly. I never. Yeah, it's like uh, so I can see the boob, but I can't see the nipple. Like, think it's just these social norms are just like, oh, Steph has a. Penis. I will say this: I went to a Joe and the Juice once. It's like a coffee place. <laughs> never and heard the, of it. The the girl at the register was wearing just a bra. I swear to God, no shirt, and it was transparent, basically transparent. It was like sheer. And I'm just like, what? am I not? Am I supposed to look at you? Am I not supposed to look at you? How, what was, we're in a we're in a coffee shop. What is going on? Is this San Francisco? Obviously, yeah. She have hair under her arms? No. Again, I, I just don't. I, I just think nudity's we're all God's children, right? <laughs> Merry Christmas. I got one for you. This will take thirty seconds. I think you'll like it. So. Uh, I went to four basketball shoot-arounds on Saturday at Staples Center because it was two games. How long was your day Saturday? First, uh, I got to Staples at like 8.45 and got out of there around 8.30. Uh, and uh, fucking day. Here's what I really loved. Like a lot of the guys in their bios, probably half of the players lift, list LeBron as their favorite guy. One thing that a lot of... Almost all shoot-arounds end with everybody taking a half-court shot. Yeah. I, I was, it made my heart freaking warm to hear how many guys would take that half-court shot and go, Kobe! Like, to me, that is such a part of Kobe's legacy. And when you think about it, it's not even a compliment. Because <laughs> what does it really mean? It's like you're taking this crazy shot. But that's when you step, nobody goes, nobody goes, think about that. Nobody says Jordan when no, they throw he took the normal little, shots, guy. The normal, the little pat that you say Kobe. Did you see the video that went viral yesterday of him talking to his daughter? 
No. They're at they're at on the floor of like Nets Celtics. Mambasita. Yeah, and he's just you could tell. One thing if you notice, Kobe's still Kobe misses it. He's coaching high school basketball. He's fuck goes to a ton of basketball games. Anytime Oregon's anywhere near him, he goes watches Oregon, men or women, but definitely the women for the one chick. Anytime that his daughter is willing to go, he takes her. Like you can just see it on his face, like I, I need, I need back. I'm getting juice. You know, <laughs> he misses the shit out of it. But there was this video that went viral of him talking to her, and she nods and she says something back, and then he keeps explaining, and er- literally every person quoting it, like her, whatever her name is, like Keisha, whatever. It's like you do understand when we get the ball, we shoot, <laughs> and every single person fucking with him is writing like. Then her response is, but dad, what if there are other opens? And then he just, shoot, shoot, shoot. Everyone makes fun of him. Just He just shoots. He's the greatest ball hog in the history of sports. Because he was great, but his legacy is not a great teammate and a fucking ball hog. Like, I don't, no one really thinks Michael Jordan's a ball hog. He's just a, the elite player that shot a lot, but it wasn't like Kobe was a whole nother level. Again, Kobe's Even though he passed, on to Ron Art- he passed to Ron Artest for a big three just like Jordan passed to John Paxson just like he passed to Steve Kerr. Well, and like Michael, Kobe is a winner. You know, he's not yep. a loser. You know, he's not Harden or Russell or any of that. He's a winner. So I, I, I make fun of him. I think you could, the good thing with Kobe, you can make fun of him while respecting him, where it's harder to do. Like, it's hard to make fun of Russell Westbrook and, like, respect no him doubt. as some great But when player. you say Kobe, you're not making fun of him. You're no, saying, you just, I wish I could make the shots that Kobe made. Yeah. <laughs> kind right. of tongue-in-cheek, though. They're taking half. Yeah, it is. Shots. You're right. It is. It is. It's not. It's not Kobe. It's Kobe. Now, in fairness, like, like this shit's crazy. How long until they're saying Steph? Like Steph shoots crazy ass shots. I don't know if it'll. I don't know. It's a good question. I. That's what I was kind of. I thought like maybe it'll change by now, but I don't think it. I think that's. There's only one fall away. Thirty five. Do, do you see any basketball bios list Clay or Draymond as their favorite players? Um. I don't see yeah, – yeah, yes, is the short answer to that is yes. I mean, there's a guy for San Diego State that shoots – that changed the shot to look like Clay's. I do see a lot of, like, Draymond. Just, you would, like, the versatile big like, Who do type. I play like? Draymond. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, okay. It's like, who's your favorite – what kind of defensive lineman do you want to be? Mean Joe Green. You know, they just say that whoever the guy yeah, is. Draymond. Like, you're averaging six rebounds a game. You're not Draymond. <laughs> But, I mean, look, you could have worse idols. Well, the coach probably tells you, like, listen, we need you to do all the little stuff. We need you to be Draymond Green. Doing the little stuff, it's not really fun because, for the most part, you can't become a star like Draymond. Your team's got to win big. It's just harder, you know. Most kids aren't going to aspire to be Draymond Green. Even though you, if you are get to Division One level and you're playing at, like, St. Mary's, if you do become Draymond Green, you actually could make a long living playing basketball, even if it's in Europe, whatever, just fucking doing little shit. Like, someone has to die for balls. Okay. See you All later. right. On that note, there will be the normal podcast schedule this week. Uh, we'll have another one out Tuesday, right? Tuesday? Yeah. And uh, and then uh, we'll be on uh, KMBR Thursday, Friday. Six on, yeah, Thursday, Friday. All right. On that note. See ya. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.